Our sixth lesson, the basis for our meditation this evening, recorded for us in John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. The word of the Lord. Dear friends, everyone loves Santa. But did you ever think about it? Especially if you think about the song. Santa's not very loving, is he? He's got his list, and he doesn't check it just once, he checks it twice to see whether you've been naughty or nice, and if you've been naughty, well, you might get a lump of coal, or you might not get anything. Santa gives his gifts not on the basis of love, but on the basis of works. Compare that to John 3.16. The Bible says God does. The reason that he gives gifts, the gifts that he gives, God gives his gifts on the basis of love. In fact, God loves us so much that we can't even fathom it, we can't even plumb the depths of his love. Let's think about it this way. If you're a little older, you might have to think back. Let's say you got this awesome Lego set. It was huge. The most fantastic Lego set you could ever imagine. And you spent hours putting that thing together. And as soon as you were finished and you sat back and you were going to just take a good look at it, your little brother or sister came running through the house and gave it a kick and it scattered all over the place. How do you feel? Do you feel love? Probably not. Now think about God. God spent six days creating everything that exists. He created a beautiful garden with trees, wonderful fruit trees, that produced perfect fruit. Can't even imagine how great that would have tasted. And he took Adam and Eve and he, he put them in that beautiful garden and said, it's all yours, it's all a gift for you to enjoy. Wonderful gift of God's love. Then on the seventh day, he sat back and he looked at everything he had made and he said, it's perfect, it's very good. You know what happened? Satan entered the scene and Adam and Eve chose to listen to Satan, the one who had never done anything for them, over God, who had done everything for them. Because of their disobedience, God's perfect creation was all messed up, wasn't perfect anymore. Because of their disobedience, sin entered the world, and along with sin, pain and suffering, weeds, thorns and thistles, because of their disobedience, now everything in the world had an expiration date. 
That wonderful, perfect fruit would eventually rot. And even human beings would have to face death. That's hundreds, millions of times worse than that little brother or sister coming through and giving a kick to that Lego and shattering it into millions of pieces. If you were God, how would you feel? You know what we would do if we were God? We would say, I'm going to have to just start all over from scratch. I'm going to have to be like a potter, making a beautiful base and then seeing a flaw, and then he just takes that clay and mushes it back into a ball and puts it back on the wheel and starts over from scratch. But if God would have done that, he would have had to consign Adam and Eve to suffer for all eternity with Satan in the fires of hell. Instead of destroying everything and starting over, which he would have been perfectly justified in doing, God showed love. God so loved the world that he gave to Adam and Eve and all their descendants a wonderful promise, a means by which they and all of their descendants could be saved. He promised to send a savior, the seed of a woman, someone who would crush the serpent's head, someone who would destroy the devil's work. Over the years since that promise was given to Adam and Eve, how has the world received it? How has the world looked at God and his promises? How have you and I look at God and his promises? Not only have people denied that God even exists, they have laughed at his promise that it would be a seed of a woman, a virgin would conceive and give birth to a son. But even we who believe those wonderful promises of God so often tend to make him and his promises the bottom of the list. Everything else comes before Work, family, friends, recreation, entertainment, sports. That's the world that God loved, isn't it? It's kind of like you give a gift to someone that you spent a lot of time and money on. It's just a wonderful, perfect gift. And they just kind of set it aside and ignore it. And then later they go around thanking everyone else except you who gave them the gift. How should God respond? We know what we say he should, what we would do if we were God. What does scripture say? God so loved the world. The whole world of people, the whole world of sinners, the whole world of people like you and me who often ignore him, who relegate him to the bottom of the list, who give credit for all the blessings that he has given us to anyone except him. That's the world God loves. A world that doesn't deserve his love, but he loves it anyway. 
The world that he loved so much that he didn't just say it, he did something to show his love. He so loved the world of people who, at their best, failed to give him all the glory that he deserves and at his worst, ignore him and hate him. He so loved them that he gave them his one and only son. God so loved the world, the world of sinners like you and me, who, at their best, tend to ignore God, don't give him the glory that he deserves, at their worst, hate him and question his promises. God so loved that kind of a world, you and me. That he chose to leave his throne on high, to take on flesh and blood, to live on earth, to experience pain and temptation, and even physical death. He chose to come into this world so that we, the descendants of Adam and Eve, who continue to mess up his perfect creation, could have a way to be saved. Because Jesus was born of a virgin, because he lived without sin because he offered himself as the blameless sacrifice for the sins of the world. He is that Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Salvation has been won. The serpent's head has been crushed. God offers salvation for free to all. He promises whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus has purchased a gift for you that's better than anything else you could possibly get at Christmas. He has purchased you a place in heaven that lasts forever. And he doesn't put a condition on it. He doesn't say, if you're nice, maybe you'll get it. If he said that, no one would get it. Because in God's eyes, we're all naughty, we're all sinful. He gives it to all as a free gift because it's been purchased for us by Jesus. God so loved the world. God so loved you in spite of your sins that he gave his one and only son, the only gift that you really have to have. A gift that you couldn't find anywhere else and you couldn't get from anyone else. He gave it to you. Make sure you thank him do everything you can to make sure he's at the top of the list instead of the bottom of your list for life. He loves you more than anyone else could. He's given you the best gift of all. His son and in him. Forgiveness of your every sin and eternal life in heaven. Amen.